let's get agreement that this is a strategic priority. That area of alignment and synergy can be very Looking important. The future, we're committed to expand valuation. time, there's still progress that needs to be made. This is Healthcare Strategies. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies. I'm Kelsey Waddell, Senior Editor of Healthcare Intelligence and Multimedia Manager for Extelligent Healthcare Media. The nursing profession has always been the backbone of the healthcare system. During the coronavirus pandemic, this field, along with the rest of the healthcare industry, experienced an intense period of growth, stretching, and evolution. The pandemic introduced home healthcare as a more integral part of the healthcare delivery system, but it also drained our nursing workforce and led to widespread burnout. As the pandemic becomes more manageable and the public health emergency draws to a close, we're left with the question of what does the future of the nursing profession, particularly in home health care, look like? So today we have with us Kathy Driscoll, Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer for Humana, to answer that question. Kathy, thank you so much for coming on to Healthcare Strategies today. Happy to be here, Kelsey. Thank you for having me. Um, so, Kathy, we're going to start out by hearing a little bit about your background and your current position at Humana. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I'm proud to say I've been a registered nurse for almost 35 years. I've practiced in a lot of different practice areas from acute care hospitals to long-term care to home health, which really is where I found my passion. I found that it's just so important to understand the context that people live in, to really understand their needs and what types of support they have. And I would say I've learned my best nursing lessons from home health. I'm currently the chief nursing officer at Humana and really privileged to lead about 10,000 nurses across the organization, including our nurses in home health. Amazing. Great. Well, we're so honored to have you on today. And so let's just start with what are some of the major challenges that are facing home health care right now? You know, no matter the practice setting, but we see it very dramatically in home health is the nursing shortage. How do we ensure that we have a workforce that can meet the needs of supporting health of the communities that we serve? Kind of two parts to it. One is thinking about the nurses we have in home health thinking about how to retain them, how to have a positive work environment for them. And the second is really thinking back, thinking about a pipeline. We have a finite number of nurses now. How do we increase that? How do we increase the pool? In 2021, a really shocking uh, data point, over 90,000 otherwise qualified applicants to nursing schools were turned away. So that really doesn't contribute to widening the pool there or even meeting the needs of the population that we take care of now. Two of the biggest reasons were a shortage of nursing faculty and a shortage of clinical practice sites, places where student nurses can learn to be our nurses of the future. And, you know, I think that that's one of the reasons that we are really thinking a lot about nursing pipeline and what do we as an organization need to do along with other organizations to address those problems. Um, you know, I read a study recently that almost a third of nursing faculty are planning on retiring by 2025. Wow. You have a lot of people that can't get into school. You have faculty that's leaving. Nursing educators, just like other nurses, have faced such hardship over the past few years. They're tired. 
they're burnt out, um, just like everybody else. And on the side of when nurses graduate, we're just saying, hey, we need practice-ready nurses. We need you to prepare nurses for all of the different practice areas where people can be. So it's no wonder that nursing faculty really are feeling the pinch and that really impacts our future pipeline as well. Yeah, that's interesting. We don't really talk about the educators and how they've been stretched during this time frame, but I bet, you know, trying to prepare students to navigate during a pandemic and then post-pandemic is hard enough. And then just all of the expectation on trying to get this next generation of nurses out there for the workforce and ready for all of the uncertainties that are out there must be very, very draining and challenging. So, you know, along those lines, I know that reforming nurse education is something that you've written about in the past and talked about in the past. When we're talking about home health care, what is the difference between training nurses for general nurse practice and then training them for home health care? Is there a difference? If so, what are the elements of that that differ? There's two answers to that. One, the foundations of nursing are the same no matter the practice area. We learn about cardiac care. We learn about you know, how to care for people with respiratory illnesses, wound care, things like that. Most of the experience that nursing students do get, though, is in acute care hospitals. I think that the thought of being maybe in someone's home alone, it can be really intimidating to some students. On the other hand, you have this wonderful opportunity to really develop skills that can be applied anywhere in nursing practice settings because you have this opportunity to be one-on-one to really see the full context that someone is living in. You don't necessarily see that in a hospital setting or even a clinic setting. Um, You don't know that they live in a fourth floor walk up and really they can't get out of their apartment because they can't navigate the stairs on their own or they're living in an area where there's a food desert or they just don't have the support system that they need in their home. On the other hand, you also get a real good insight into how creative that people can be and how supportive that communities can be too. So relationship building, seeing that whole person context, seeing the environment and understanding the impact that environment has on health are really, you know, very interesting things that student nurses and nurses, you know, of any point in their career can learn from home health. I think the other thing is We start to see more and more technology used to support and access people in the home. During the pandemic, certainly, we couldn't get out or into as many homes um, as maybe before. Um, So thinking about how we can use telehealth and virtual monitoring, as well as in-person, brought another dimension there. And I think the other thing that really can help with retention and that satisfaction of being a nurse and staying in the nursing profession, home health has a little more flexibility. You have certainly needs that need to be met and patients that need to be seen, but you do have some more autonomy. You have support. It may be virtual. It may be with your colleague in the field, but you have some more flexibility. And that's something that's really important that we hear a lot from nurses these days. Yeah, it sounds like that's such a a unique opportunity, especially with that first point that you're talking about of seeing the whole context of of a patient's life. I know that was a big thing that people were talking about when there was a higher uptake of telehealth was, oh, we can now see kind of into their context. But even that, you have just a small square of their life. But home health, you are immersed into it. So that's definitely a unique capability. 
So we've heard a lot of insurers are, are integrating home health into their capabilities now, and health systems are really recognizing the need for it and leaning on that more. How would you recommend those larger payers and those larger health systems how can they invest effectively in a nursing student pipeline in order to improve and expand the home health field's nursing workforce? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I do think it's that partnership, those academic practice partnerships and understanding what are the needs of students who are entering do they need to be exposed? Many uh, colleges of nursing have decreased the courses in community health, whether you know it's in public health or long-term care or home health, that students just don't get the exposure. So you know when you think about what's the next step in my career, you might not understand the continuum of care. Yet at the same time, you know the healthcare system is putting more and more emphasis on services that can be provided in the home. We know that people want to be in their home, want to stay there. So for organizations like ours, I think it's really being very intentional about that partnership and doing things like creating more clinical rotations in home health. You know, currently we have about 40 colleges and universities of all sizes that we have nursing students who are coming and spending time in the fields with us, you know, finding out what it really looks like, what it feels like. And I've read and I've, I've heard some of the feedback of these nursing students and almost every single one really comments on the power of the relationships that are developed. And again, you know, we hope that we're inspiring home health nurses of the future. Um, but I think that that's an important point for any nurse to, you know, to really think about. Um, in addition to these clinical rotations, I think that we also have to think about technology and we as organizations can help with those investments. For example, we partnered with Emory University in Atlanta. They were creating a new learning center, a very large learning center, and we helped to create the Centerwell Home Lab. It's an actual home environment. It's a simulation lab where students can practice. This is what it's like to be in the home. It's kind of an apartment setup. They can practice telehealth. They can practice actually being there, providing care. And, you know, again, we really want to expose students, help them to develop those skills, and importantly, help them to develop that, that self-confidence. Um, talked a little bit in the beginning. It can be a little intimidating to be out by yourself, um, you know, seemingly. Home health is really a team-based sport, but um, sometimes you, it's you. You're the one who's there. And I think that this is a great way for students to learn and for us to coach them through things so that they do have that, that self-confidence and, and assurance of a level of competency. Yeah, that sounds like a great way for students to just sort of get a taste before they have to, mm -hmm. have to go even into rotation. Yes. That's great. So then once students are in the workforce, then there's a new question that comes around, which is just the question of work culture. You touched on that in the beginning, I believe, and wanted to come back to that. I know it's something that you've spoken about and written about with the American Nurse Journal. And I'm curious how you would apply this to home health care nursing specifically. It seems like a bit of a unique situation to try to create a work culture for because you're going out, you know, into other spaces as opposed to creating a culture within one environment. So how would you recommend building a supportive work culture in home health care for nurses? And then kind of as a second part of that question, you know, how has the coronavirus pandemic impacted how we think about work culture in nursing 
as a whole and particularly in home health care. But starting out, just how do you build that in home health care? Well, you know, I think for anyone who's new to home health, whether you've just graduated, you're a new RN or LPN who's out in the field, it's really important. And I, I think we've learned we need to change the way that we do orientation. Most places have some type of nurse residency now. So you're not just learning the technical parts of what you need to do, the computer system, the electronic health record that you need to document in you're really learning about the culture of an organization and how to engage in it, where resources are, how to feel valued. We really have had some experience that maybe doesn't seem exactly like home health, but a lot of similarities because we've had a lot of nurses in remote positions. We've kind of faced the same thing. Our home health nurses are out in the field. They're one-on-one -on -one direct patient care, but we have nurses who are doing things like case management, and most of them are virtual. So we've focused a lot on community, building a community of practice. You're not just a part of the organization, you're part of a community and you have peers that are here. We found, for example, a clinician peer recognition program is super important. Mm -hmm. Showing people that there's a way to elevate your voice for your voice to be heard and your voice to be valued. So whether it's different types of technology, whether it's changes in the way that we practice, whether it's access to wellness resources, you know, when we acquired our home health business, we always involved our nurses in step challenges, one of the wellness things and a fun way to kind of record on your Fitbit or your Apple Watch or whatever, just moving around. And we said, oh my gosh, the home health nurses, when they come, they're out, they're going from place to place. They're really going to clean up in the step challenge. And it's true, <laughs> way more than 10,000 steps a day. <laughs> but, you know, whether it's emotional well-being, physical well-being, all of the above, the key is listening, finding out what nurses need in any practice environment, and really addressing their needs, making nurses feel that they are not only heard, but what they say is valued. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I hadn't even thought about the remote aspect of this. It definitely ties in well. And then, yeah, just that second part of the question, the coronavirus pandemic, do you feel like that has impacted the way that we think about work culture and nursing at all? Yeah, I think that we do evaluate a lot more what roles can be remote and are there different ways of working. I think that one of the things that we hear loud and clear, maybe the pandemic brought this out, but we hear it from nurses across our organization and really in healthcare, is the value that nurses place on flexibility. You know, we talk about work-life balance. I don't know if there's a always a complete balance, but, you know, really understanding the value of work life and flexibility and what flexibility means to you. Actually, we're experimenting right now, for example, when we think about some nurses that are just stressed and near burnout from being in the field, going house to house, yet they love the patient contact. They, you know, they really get ties to purpose. We thought, well, why don't we try and create some hybrid roles where maybe two or three days a week you can work in the field as a home health nurse, but you can also maybe do case management or utilization management remotely a few days too. Maybe it means that you're working part-time for a while or you've decided, well, this is time for me to go back to school. Maybe you're going to become a nurse educator so really during the pandemic and post-pandemic, we've heard 
a lot more about what nurses are really very strongly communicating is important to them. I think the other thing that is super important for us to hear and to think about is that like many in our society, nurses are not all okay. You know, the American Nurses Foundation did a three-year study tracking the impact of the pandemic on individuals and things like stress, things like emotional health, things like does your employer support your emotional health as well as your physical health? Do they support your physical health? One of the challenges we have is really destigmatizing that. Nurses, like other clinicians, don't tend to put their own needs first. And, you know, that's some of what maybe leads to some of these burnout issues too. So really paying attention to emotional, mental health, paying attention to flexibility, really tying what nurses do to the value that they bring, because nurses in any practice setting bring tremendous value. I think those are all lessons that we've learned from the pandemic or perhaps have been magnified by experiences during the pandemic. Yeah. So I think like the ultimate question here and the question I've been really excited to hear your perspective on is when we think about the future of home health care nursing and home health care education, what do you hope to see in the next, let's just say, you know, five years, if that's a good enough time frame? What do you think the future holds for this field? Well, certainly home health is growing. The positive impact that's made through home health efforts, the preferences of people receiving care. We need to meet those needs. So, you know, my hope is that more leaders in our healthcare industry will take the initiative and really increase student nurses' exposure to home health and other community-based post-acute opportunities. This is really where the shift is going to. So we really need to think about what are the applicable skills and competencies of students, but you know, importantly, what are the specialty things that they need to gain some exposure to and confidence around to. So I hope that more schools partner with organizations like us and other home health organizations that can provide that. And I hope that we pay more attention to technology, to realistic simulations. It's not the answer in and of itself, but, you know, as you said, hey, maybe this helps me before I go out in the field and gives me an exposure there. Again, really focusing on nursing education. We can't, we can't produce nurses who are qualified to practice and who have the passion for practicing if we don't have the nurse educators, if we don't have enough of them, if they're not paid at a fair rate. A lot of states are now looking at the nursing shortage and you know, realizing that this is a big, big challenge that we face. And, you know, things like tax incentives for preceptors and loan forgiveness and incentives for nursing education. But I think that that's part of the key is, you know, more equitable salary. Those salaries tend to be much lower than other clinical settings. But really thinking about how all those things go together. And I, I think that my other hope is really that organizations like ours do some of the things that we're doing and really pay attention. You know, we're looking for the nurses, but we equally have an obligation to ensure that the environment is right to develop those nurses. Well, the last question here, Kathy, we've been talking a lot about this throughout this season on healthcare strategies. 
about health equity and looking at how all the topics that we cover on this podcast can impact either by advancing or slowing down um, our progress as a nation towards better health equity. So based on this conversation, I can see a lot of ways in which home health care nurses have a particular role that they can play in this. And so, I, But I'm curious from your perspective, what role do home health care nurses play in facilitating health equity and equal access to care? Well, I think, you know, first of all, home health nurses are bringing the care to the home. Um, they're bringing the care to where people are. And we talked a lot in the beginning about context and really understanding that context really understanding, you might say, oh, it's really important for you to get to your primary care provider within you know, X number of days after your discharge from the hospital. But if a person doesn't have transportation or reliable transportation or can't get down, you know, their, the elevator's broken in their building, things like that, we need, we need advocates. And I think nurses and the whole team in home health are just really strong, strong advocates for pa their patients, the needs that their patients have, and, and the caregivers too. Um, you know, what do caregivers need so they can also participate in that? And I think, you know, again, just that insight that you get in the home, the ability to develop a trusting relationship, you know, in our healthcare system these days. A patient doesn't have a lot of time in many settings to spend with a physician, a nurse, a, a social worker, whatever it is. In the home, that relationship is built, trust is built, and I think that is probably our greatest hope for changing the healthcare system and making it accessible, more accessible on so many levels. Amazing. Excellent. Well, that's unfortunately all the time that we have, but um, thank you so much, Kathy, for coming on to Healthcare Strategy, sharing from your experience and your, and your insights there. Really enjoyed having you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Listeners, we would love to hear your insights on this topic as well. So if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share or any questions or topics that you think that we should cover in future episodes, please reach out to me at kwadil at intelligentmedia.com. That's K-W-A-D-D-I-L-L at intelligentmedia.com to share your thoughts. And also don't forget to drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening. This has been an Intelligent Healthcare Media production. 